Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Let me just go ahead and apologize the other day. I didn't call you right back like I said I would. I went ahead and started sorting out those clothes like I said I would and then started chatting with the husband, went ahead and drank me some sleepy time tea, which is my new thing now because it is like relaxing and all things um, awesome. And then next thing I know, I'm singing a silent opera to the heavens, uh, a.k.a. the deepest sleep. But <laughs> let me just tell you the type of morning I had today, okay? Daughter of mine had a trip today, or her class did. But because of an interaction that she had with the teacher that wasn't so awesome, her punishment was that she couldn't go on this particular trip. So as she's walking out the house, I'm like, hey, where's your book bag? She's like, oh, we don't need it because they're going on a trip and they're probably going to just have me in the computer lab all day. And so I don't need it. I'm like, I kind of think that you probably are going to need your book bag if you're not going on this trip. But you know, who am I? Just to grow some sugar, apparently. You know, all my certifications and degrees thereof has no match for the young elementary student. Hmm? So I'm like, okay, cool. Now, this was going to be a special kind of day because I was like, okay, I had set aside and rearranged my day where I can get me a little bit of two hours of, you know, some extra sleep or just some me time, you know, however I wanted to spend those two hours. And within 35 minutes, I get a phone call from the school. And I'm like, I, it better, okay, so I'm trying to hold my breath because I'm trying not to react. And I pick up the phone with all what I can muster up. And what do I hear? Mommy, I need my book bag. Um, the teacher said I need it because I'm going to be doing work. And plus my class is not leaving for the trip until 10 o'clock. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I went ahead and I'm like, breathe, Mommy. Okay, I want you to go ahead and breathe this in because, again, my brain is fully developed. Okay, you tried to come against what I already knew it. But I said, all right, we're not going to go Old Testament on her. It's okay. So I, I, I went ahead and mustered up the strength, got myself together. I was like, I'm not even going to look cute. I don't care. I'm embarrassed her. I'm just dropping off this book bag. Have a nice day. Drop off the book back to the main office. I thought she was going to be in there, but I guess not. Uh, got back in the car. Listen, I don't know what kind of gunfire uh, my car was fake trying to do, but it wouldn't start. And so I'm like, <laughs> go back up to the main office. I'm like, hey, can you get the uh, security officer of choice to see if they can give me a jump? She's like, sure, but it's going to be a minute because I got to make sure that all these particular classes get into these buses because it was field trip day, remember? And I'm like, mm, okay, so I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm seeing how many buses are lined up outside. And I'm like, oh, the entire grade level is going on, not just her class. I can't. So I text my husband. He didn't answer. I called him. He didn't answer. Understandably so. I just did the text and call combination, figuring one of these vibrations, you're going to go ahead and look down at your phone. So I'll call again. I'm like, hey, uh, car's not starting. He's like, oh, where are you? 
told him where I was. Thank God I was only like five, max 10 minutes away. So he's like, okay, I'll be on my way. So I'm sitting in the car like, mm. <laughs> he comes there and I see him come and save the day. And I'm like, okay, this is everything is awesome. Just breathe. Turns out whatever the little screws, I don't know what happens on the battery, what have you, but it was loose. And so he pretty much got a hammer and a wrench and was doing some rat tat tat tat. And then about five minutes later, he was like, stop the car up. And I was able to go. Now, the whole time I'm staring at this man and I'm like, um, wow. You know, it wasn't the excuse of, and it would have been a good excuse. It wouldn't have been nothing. I would have looked at him like, oh. You know, because he teaches special ed students. And it's not just easy for you to get up and be like, all right, I'll be right back. Like, they don't understand that I'll be right back isn't. They're like, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you're disrupting what I'm trying to di digest as normal? Oh, no, my normalcy won't be digested. You're going to, or interrupted. You're going to have a nice day. And so I could have understood if he was like, hey, go ahead and call roadside assistance. If they say, you know, an astronomical time frame, then I'll try to get there, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, he could have went ahead and said, is there anybody there at where you're presently at, at the school who could have gave you a jump? But the whole time I'm sitting there watching this man in his shirt and tie and his good, good crease pants did not once try to like, Mm, I don't really want to do this right now. And the first thought that came to my heart was, man, what a selfish love. What a selfless love. Now, this was already something that was hovering over my heart because of the conversation we had last about Prince Harry. I was already just like, man, you know, kind of just in that vein already. But today was just like, the cherry on top, because I was already going to have this conversation with you, but this was the thing that pretty much sealed it for me. I don't know too many people that would have had it where it's like any means necessary, I'm finding my way to you, because if it's within my power, then it's within your access. I don't know too many people who think that way, especially this day and age. It's just not. Everyone has a smickle of selfishness in them. And it seems like it's a little bit more heightened in this day and Asian generation. I'm not even sure why that is. And I tell you what really kind of made me look at this in a different light. You remember when I was talking to you about the convo about uh, revamping? When I was telling you about my shoe size and don't put my business in the street. But when I tell you that it's a little bit extra, listen, let me explain something to you. And I always get a little bit hype about this topic because new information, like it blows my mind when I see it in real time. So what I didn't tell you in that convo is because I don't, so much has happened after that. My wedding shoes were like flip flops on me. I had a pair of wedding shoes already set to go, but when I went back to Davis Bridal and got my wedding dress and tried it on, they, they took too much off of the hem, and I wanted my dress to be drapery. I didn't want you to be able to see my shoes, although my shoes were fantabulous, but I wanted the height without sacrificing that my dress should be hitting the floor and should be draping. You see what I'm saying? And so when I went there, and I tried the dress on with my shoes, kind of give it like that last little fitting. I was like, I looked in the mirror. I was like, no, this is not it. And so because of the time frame, there was no time for them to go ahead and send my dress back, add some more fabric, do whatever, get a new dress. It was none of that. So the last minute situation fix was, okay, let's just go ahead and change your shoes.
So they gave me, you know, their Miss Doubtfire 100s. And I was like, this shoe would never see the daylight ever again after after the day. Like, seriously. But but it worked. You know, it was a little kitten heel, you know, just a little wedge situation. Had the sparkle I was looking for just in case I wanted to show you what was going on underneath the dress. But if I didn't, cool, great. But they were too big. I think they were, I feel like putting the phone down and going to go check the size right now. Whatever size it was, she was like, what if we just put a little, you know, heel? We had to put so many different inserts inside the shoe. It was ridiculous. So on the wedding day, I had to walk down a flight of steps in order to get to my position. And I had to, I had to do it so like, you know, I had to step real delicate and all of that. By the time I got to my position, I lost my inserts. I was like, what, what is going on? So fast forward, um, no, rewind rather, going down the aisle, I was like, please don't trip. Because it was like walking in my husband's shoes. They were extremely too big. So fast forward to the modern day Shaq Elite, you know, revelation that's going on with my foot, a.k.a. it done grew, ma'am, sir. <laughs> why I don't know what's going on but you know what the true test was tell me why I put on that pair of shoes the Miss Doubtfire 100 with the sparkle why it fit like a glove time out no, no seriously because this is a big deal for me so you know I had to do some research I'm like time out bruh no and I'm not talking about width I'm talking about length like literally my foot grew and so I'm like okay literally I gave away over I already told you the two three boxes I gave to the Goodwill to the point that old buddy was like do you have any male shoes in here because you're giving away some quality stuff listen sir this is traumatic for me and I don't need you giving me any ad lib have a nice day but right now this minute and I'm looking at it right now I literally have 12 boxes of shoes that I called my aunt up and I was like you're gonna have to put some inserts in these because these I'm not willing to give away for free absolutely not ain't gonna be that much goodwill in the Goodwill on my behalf you and them have a nice day but the research that I came up with is apparently your foot grows a half size bigger every decade or so so I had to call her up since she's a couple of decades ahead of me you don't tell her age because she mm, 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 I don't want to be bothered but I was like have you has your foot grown like over the course of, and she was like, now that I think about it, you're right. It has. I went ahead and talked to my daughter's beautician. When I tell you I have been on a, I'm gathering all the information. And she was like, you know what? Now that you say that, I have shoes in my closet that I can't wear. And I said, are you saying that your foot got wider? She said, no, I'm saying my foot got longer. And I was like, bruh. And so as I'm going on this journey of, you know, trying to metamorphosize with my shack eliteness, because I thought I was going to have to be a part of the Kitten Hill 100s. I didn't want to be a part of the Doubtfire. You know, we just not, it's just nothing sexy about a long foot that close to the ground. And I'm not doing flats. You're not going to have me being the yacht CEO on the, below my ankles. We're not doing it, okay? But back to the selfless love, I literally watched my husband just watch me order to my heart's degree let me explain something to you about his wife okay great I am not one that says oh let me just order these and that's just it sir ma'ams I cleaned up my whole closet okay so it's no way I'm gonna go from 
optional choices with the wardrobe to match to, uh, okay, just this one thing. The way that I shop, okay, uh, the way that I have shopped prior to the Shacky Lee's is that I had to be covered in all seasons. So I needed something for spring, needed something for summer, okay. I needed something for winter, also needed something for the, mm, I don't really care how I look, I'll be right back. Also, I don't really care what, you know, the inclement weather can come on because, you know, this right here, I need a pair of sneakers, I need a separate pair of sneakers. And so I needed a starter pack. And I had to start that from scratch. I'm literally inside of these stores like, are you serious? Like, so I'm a what in this and then this size. Okay, so then I got to flip it with the heel. With the heels, I gave away everything. I think the only two, I think three shoes made it. I got a pair of little my little fluffy Steve Maddens you go ahead and slip on. As a matter of fact, everything that made it was some type of peephole or some type of slide. Praise God, because outside of that, I would have had nothing. And it just wouldn't, wouldn't have worked for me. But I watched my husband just watch his wife just go ahead and transform and order to her heart's desires. And we're both frugal. So at some point, that could have been a jerk knee. Like, okay, babe, you're doing too much. Because in order for us to have oneness in our finances we came up with this little rule of thumb that anything over fifty dollars we need to consult with each other because we need to make sure that you know it's not nothing that's impulse or what have you there's certain things that you put in place especially when you know that it is one of the yikes bills situation with in marriages so when we learned that okay so communication is the issue we wanted to make sure that our communication was clear and concise we learned that okay so finances are an issue we wanted to make sure that we have some type of barriers and boundaries and understandings in behalf of things that had something to do with finances religion um child rearing we wanted to make sure that we touched and agree on those levels before we touched and agree <laughs> you feel me okay so for him and it was a big deal f to me for him not to be like, don't you think you, but you already ordered a pair of sneakers. But why do you need that? Okay. He literally watched me because I was like a little kid all over again. I'm ordering to the point that him and the UPS guy made a friendship. The guy was like, I've been out here a lot lately. He was like, yeah, my wife, <laughs> you know. And then they started having a little friendship. But I'm talking about opening up the boxes, being excited, modeling for him. Look, husband, wait, doesn't make my foot look long. And hit, realizing because all of these packages wasn't like a hit. Some of them, I think half of it I had to return back because either my foot was too long or I didn't feel confident or what have you. But the ones that did stick, he was like, yeah, that's definitely, you know what? I like those. That's definitely you. That does your style. And I just thought to myself, wow, how selfless of an individual do you have to be to be in the moment and to journey with somebody on something that doesn't even concern you? The only way that this concerns him is that it's coming from our our joint finances. You feel me? Other than that, he could have just been like, listen, either A, do what you want to do, have a nice day, leave me alone, or B, can we go ahead and cap it at this particular amount because you've been going ham? But he understands that I buy stuff on sale. I try to find the coupons. If it's not on sale, I'm like, you think I should? But the way that is, it's going to go for me from now on being the Shaky Lee CEO I I it seems like it's going to be first comes first serve on my on my size okay 
I'm stuttering, getting a little nervous because it's like, I feel like if I like something, you better, oh, like get down and get it because you can't confirm it's going to be there. It's not cute and popular like the size sixes and sevens. You know, that that's a dime a dozen. When you start to kind of vacate in the Shaki Lee Resort, you like, bro, if you like these, get these now because um they make two in this size, okay? And I'm not going to tell you my size, so stop putting your ear real close. Like, I hope she slip up and say it because she's not having a nice day. But I just thought about it, staying in that vein with my husband and watching him, looking at Prince Harry and how he handles Meghan and all of those different things. I said, man, what in relationships go to a whole brand new level, a whole entire realm, if people started to become more selfless? So I had to go, you already know, I had to go ahead and look up real quick and, and call on the ministries of the new Oxford American Dictionary and just look up selfless so that I'm not going out in these streets telling you something that's not accurate. And so selfless, an adjective, is defined as concerned more with the needs and wishes of others than with one's own. It is unselfish. And so I said, okay, that's pretty much, you can understand that. So then I wanted to go ahead and differentiate. I wanted to define selfish. And selfish, also an adjective, is described as lacking consideration for others, concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. Now let me go ahead and rest there. There is a huge difference between being selfless, selfish, and lacking overall self-care now I am the one that I'll go ahead and pull everyday things you know I can go ahead and pull from the Bible and I'm like okay so this is real life and how do I equate the Bible in this and so to me the most selfish selfless thing on earth that has ever been done written documented in the Bible is what Jesus did it you can't it ain't no comparison you understand but I had to find where were the moments that Jesus had a clear understanding on self-care. And so I found several different verses, especially things like Mark 6:46, where it continues to illustrate that Jesus withdrew from the crowds, went away from everybody and had his own prayer time. Because he understood the importance of I am no good to anyone else if I'm not good with myself. If I cannot manage myself, if I cannot understand, okay, I'm getting low, I'm I'm a little crabby, I need to go ahead and take a nap. You remember when he was on the boat with them boys and they was all crying and screaming because the storm was happening and they woke Jesus up getting his good, good sleep and they was like, uh, do you care that we getting ready to drown? And Jesus woke up like, why are y'all so little, why so little faith? And he went ahead and looked at the storm and was like, peace be still, bruh. And the storm was like, Ooh. And was quiet real quick, and they was like, wow, what manner is this that even the storms and the waves listen to this man? But notice, prior to that, Jesus was asleep while everybody else was up. <laughs> he understood, yeah, I'm I'm getting low on my sleep, uh, yeah, and I may be hangry in a little bit, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and get this sleep. He understood, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and get this prayer session. Listen, I've been around y'all all day. I need to go, mm-mm, I don't need us praying and, and 
corporate. We don't need to do this as a community. I need to go ahead and do this by myself. Okay, great. I'm going to go ahead and send y'all all the way over there. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, let's play a strong game of the spiritual Jesus says, and y'all keep going till I say stop, and I'm going to go ahead and just get this me time by myself. And so I am very clear that self-care is the number one priority on all things before you can ever care about someone else. You just, you can't. Like I am clear, someone can't make you happy. Someone comes alongside you and they add to your happiness. Someone cannot make you feel beautiful. Someone comes alongside you and they accentuate and highlight or add to your beauty. You shouldn't have to wait for somebody's compliment to feel anything. There should be no other words or actions that solely come from one individual that just goes ahead and encompasses and defines your whole entire being in an area. There should be no such thing. But I don't think that any relationship lasts or any relationship should be, it should be tested, its health should be tested by seeing the level of selflessness you truly need to have a simultaneous, just real clear assessment on the two at all times. It should be a level of self-care and there should be a level of selflessness and there should not be a bleed over of the two. You shouldn't drop one for the other solely. I feel like the, the bookmark of health are in between those two items. And so when I looked at my husband this morning and I'm like, man, you are in your Sunday's best because my husband dresses to the T when it comes to like, you would think he's the CEO of the EEO. Like, wow, bro. I just, wow. And I take great pleasure in that because I watch him iron and put the creases. Listen, it ain't a good day if it's not the crease in it in, in my husband's pants. You can have a nice day. Okay. Um, me, I wasn't too interested. If it wasn't wrinkled to the T, I'm just not, you know, he plays that iron game. I didn't even have an iron board when I met my husband, real talk. Like, I went completely old school. I had the towel on the floor, and I ironed the places that I felt like, you know, this needs to be ironed right now. But if it didn't, uh, I didn't do that much ironing. So it didn't, you know, whatever. Have a nice day. But if you were to take a clear assessment of your particular relationship, your relationship and let me go ahead matter of fact let's go ahead and do this because that was the other thing I wanted to do I wanted to look up not even relationship but the the definition of relation because before you get a relationship to me it's just not something that is intimate like boyfriend girlfriend husband wife fiance whatever I don't believe that so I wanted to cut that off so that it wouldn't be something that's misconstrued as a romantic situation. I just wanted to define relation. And relation is defined as, still from the Oxford Ministries, is defined as the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected, a thing's effect on or relevance to one another. And so I believe that the breakdown in relationships is because people are not operating in enough selflessness. There should be no relationship in your life, be it family, be it some at work, be it children and, and their parents, being the romantic relationship. There should be no relationship in your life where you are not reciprocating and meaning you're receiving it and you're also demonstrating it a level of selflessness I believe that at the highest 
form of healthy that if you really were to scrape off and take off the roof of a healthy relationship when you look inside of that house you would see a level of operating in selflessness and self-care at the same time it is a beautiful thing to see someone will go out of their way for me and it's a beautiful thing to go ahead and do that for someone that you care about as well When you zoom out of your relationships, are you receiving that? I guarantee you the relationships that you butt heads with the most, the relationship that you just like, I just, I'm trying, but you irritate me. I mean, I'm, it goes good for a little while and then you go ahead and do something stupid or do something disappointing. And then we're right back to ground zero. The relationships that you have that type of notion on that type of mindset on, I guarantee you it's because the reciprocation of selflessness is not there. There should never be one person completely operating in that at all times. That that means that there is more of a taker than there is a giver. But if you have two people willing to give at all times, my gosh, how much that relationship will flourish. How much would that relationship flourish? So my challenge to you is just be honest with yourself because you already know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations. The challenge is, On a scale from selfish to selfless, where does your execution of love style land? And you should also be looking at that very same question in regards to those people in your life. I challenge you to go ahead and modify the way that you love. I challenge you not to accept just takers in your life at all times. Now, there's certain, you know, even babies, because I was going to say there's certain areas where you're probably going to have more takers than you are givers. But actually, no, even an infant that literally just takes, takes, takes for the first portion of their life, you still get something in return. There is this feeling of, and every new parent knows it, every godparent, every new aunt, every new, that baby gives you something that you're just like, I can't explain this. This level of new love that you've helped me reach. This level of, I want to care and protect this new, innocent, fragile being. Like waking up at this every two, four hours or, you know, going through these fevers or what have you. No, you can't probably give me something right now. And it probably looks like you're taking. But if I zoom out what you've given, this new meaning that you've given to me, it's immeasurable. So, I don't believe that there's any healthy relationship that can stand on the leg of selfishness. Where it's just, I don't even believe, and I'm going to go a step further and be bold in this. I don't even believe that God blesses selfish prayers. Remember when we talked about the ripple effect? If your prayers literally only benefit you, your household, you, that's it. I don't believe God does that because everything that I read about God blesses things that has a ripple effect from generations to generation or that you can go ahead and change the mindset of a whole entire generation or a whole entire community or a whole entire, you know, cultural group, ethnicity, whatever. He he blesses things that he's like, you know what, once this gains momentum, it's going to change the mindset and the hope and belief of a whole generation of people. You see what I'm saying? 
And so I believe that the prayers that's just like, God, can you just give me increase in this area? Can you just go ahead and give me the promotion? I don't really think that that's not the business that God is in. So selfishness just needs to be eliminated on all grounds, to be completely honest. It does not work. And I believe that the people who didn't intentionally try to be selfish, I think what happened is they kind of perverted the idea of self-care. Yes, you're very much supposed to look out for yourself. Yes, you're very much supposed to make sure that, you know, if everybody want to go out and have a good time and, and your body's just screaming, listen, I need a day, then you need a day. That's not, that's self-care. And that's okay to care about yourself. You see what I'm saying? But look at those relationships that are suffering or just not really operating at its optimum level in your life and kind of see, is it because there is a minuscule amount of reciprocated selflessness? I want us to get to a place where we're loving better than we ever loved before. I want us all having healthy love because I truly feel that that is how we were wired. We were wired to have an awesome relationship with God and an awesome relationship with others, meaning you have to relate to others and you have to relate to God. But even in doing so, there is a level of self-care and there is a level of selflessness that has to be there. And you cannot walk this life just going ahead and guarding yourself because that again let's go ahead and put my finger on that real quick that's why I believe you cannot be in a healthy relationship and be guarded at the same time a healthy relationship does not require for you to be guarded you know why because selflessness shows that someone is caring about you in a way that you don't have to guard yourself you don't you want you know want to know one of the things that I really highlight about my husband, and I'm not highlighting him because he's super duper perfect or because I feel like Anne get you one, you know, low key probably, but not, not what I'm trying to highlight. It is because if I never read the Bible again, I would understand what true love is and what it looks like just watching my husband unfold in everyday life. He is by far drenched, saturated, And walking in this thing called love, unlike anyone that I've ever seen in my life. People that I feel like you should have cut them off a long time ago, he gives them an extension among extensions. Now, he's learned that he has to put boundaries on that because his heart is bigger than Texas. It's ridiculous. But it's not even an act of doing something. It is his being. I have watched this man literally go through storms and shelter other people while he's getting drenched in the storm and so I aspire to reach that level of selflessness because I'm gonna be a hundred with you maybe it's because I my upbringing I wanted to say from New York but I don't want to just keep giving that some kind of like you know bad connotation because we we good in New York have a nice day but I think it's more so of my background I'm going to be 100 with you. I don't have the background where I just keep extending the olive branch to people. You cross me over a little too much, and I know we're not in a basketball uh, game. I'm not interested in you forever, ever. Forever, ever? Yes, the good bishop, uh, three stacks. I'm not interested. But I have watched my husband just continue to just, I mean, have a heart for people that just surpasses. Now, I am a helper. I want, I want to see people at their best. 
Um, but I'm still learning that art of someone doing you dirty, doing something on a selfish, you know, probably unintentionally, you know, subconsciously, not even knowing that they're doing something that's like, man, that that probably hurt her feelings. That probably came off a certain way without giving an extra thought. I have a hard time giving those people more access or the same access that they had. I am quick in a hurry, ready to go ahead and, excuse me, can you get up real quick, and change your seat in this theater of my life. I'm not interested. So looking at my husband's act today with the car and then watching him journey this Shaggy Leak adventure of mine with my foot, okay, my footed. And just looking at Prince Harry and gathering that all up, I said, you know what? I'm not even going to hold you. I I could probably do a little tune up in the area of love. And so I figured if I if I could go ahead and admit that, can you admit that? Again, what's the challenge? On a scale from selfish to selfless, where does your execution of love style, where does that land? And I want you to go ahead and really, really dig deep in that. Because I don't believe that there is a relation on earth that will not require for you to be more selfless. I believe you're going to have to show that at work. I believe that, like, I think about it. Some of the best supervisors put the people that they supervise first. Really and truly. It's like, you know, they take one for the team. If something trickles down and it's an issue, they back their people up. Like, really think about, you can't name me a relation on earth that doesn't benefit from showing and executing selflessness. So if that's the case, then we might as well go ahead and hone in on this thing without having to sacrifice self-care. You see what I'm saying? But I feel like you got what you needed. I feel like this conversation was great. And I feel like it is a much needed conversation, especially in this generation and day and age that we live in. And I want you to to take these challenges very seriously because we are going to grow together. We are going to change the world one mindset at a time. I truly believe that in the heart of my heart, in the bottom of my pit of my soul, I promise you, I just have this, if God is teaching me and showing me, it's like each one teach one, but we're going to get better. Like this is just going to be a phenomenal journey. And I appreciate real talk. I'm just going to go ahead and say thank Thank you. If I've never said it, I'm going to say it now. I appreciate the fact that we can have these kind of conversations, that you're available to listen, that there has not been one time that you're like, I'm going to go ahead and put her to voicemail. She can have a nice day. I just appreciate that I'm not journeying by myself because I feel like the most optimal, beneficial journeys are the ones that you don't journey alone. Although I feel like the ones that God does put you on alone, it's because he needs you to kind of shift in a certain way. But I feel like it is so like, that's why I feel like basketball teams play their best when they mesh well together. And so I appreciate you taking this journey with me. I appreciate you taking these challenges with me because don't get it twisted. Most of the time, I'm not talking to you about stuff that I've already, you know, accomplished. And I'm like, okay, this is what you need to do. Majority of the times, as you see, as I'm journeying and giving you these life examples of my true life, I'm, I'm in this thing with you. Like, we both in the, in the, in the crux of this. We both in this. Like, oh, yeah, my hands is dirty with you. So I appreciate and I thank you 
from the bottom of my heart of allowing me to just express myself in a judgment-free situation as we're growing together. Seriously, thank you. And, you know, before I go ahead and get mushy, because I'm a gin, I got face tats, I'm going to go ahead and go. So, as my good, good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. Go ahead, because I ain't got the time to be mushy. I'll talk to you later. Okay, later. <laughs>